0: This is
1: Scott McNamara with What's New in Adaptive Physical Education, and I am sitting here in a unique setting uh, where I am sitting here with some of my former students in my APE class. And uh, this was the first semester I was at University of Northern Iowa, and at that... Uh, In this first semester, I developed an APE practicum program that wasn't there before. And we had students coming in from a local school district who had disabilities. Um, They were all in a special school, so somewhat, you know, moderate to severe disabilities were coming in. And I'm sitting here with my students who had the opportunity and went through the experience with me of putting this program on and working with kids with disabilities. And I think for the first time, yep, First time. yep. So with that, if you all can just quickly introduce yourselves, uh, your name and your you know your majors, where you're at, and uh, you know are you a senior, junior? How far away are you from student teaching?
0: Okay, I am John Nagel. I'm a senior here, and my major is physical education. Um, I will be student teaching fall of 2019.
2: And I'm Landon Klemish, I'm also a senior. Actually, just got done with my um, studies. I'll be student teaching this next semester, starting. Um, January 14th, I think.
1: Wonderful, guys. I'm uh, happy to hear it. So, let's just talk about kind of what your take, like, what was your major takeaway from that class? Like, what was it positive, negative, and kind of why?
0: Um, For me, it was definitely a positive experience. Um, I've worked with kids with disabilities before, but never as structured as this. Um, In the past, it had been just kind of do whatever. Um, and in this class, you know, we had to have a lesson plan. We had to have a warm up, a cool down, a lot of structure. So it was definitely still fun, but for this class, there was a lot more teaching involved, which is important, obviously, as we're going to be teaching as professionals.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And, and let, let's 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 go on that that subject a little bit. So your past experiences, and then as well as like like just to give people a better overview. Like yeah, so this was I think you met with them, I think six times, but two. It should have been eight, because twice, I think, we had absences from whatever happening. And so we did an assessment, right? And then Mm -hmm. you created, like, kind of goals and things from there. And then you had lesson plans for each time that you worked with them, right? Yes. And you worked with a group, and you created lessons as a group. Um, So I'm really big on that. And that's where, when I was at Texas Women's University, they had a really big program. And that's kind of the structure that seems to be out there. I did another podcast with Monica LaPorte, and she actually went to about 10 of these programs throughout the nation and kind of came up with that. the More successful ones are kind of structured this way, so I try to structure it that way. But let's talk about your experiences prior.
2: And
0: no names or anything like that, but sure. talk about the experiences that you had. So I'm from Fort Madison, Iowa, and we have a big rodeo event in September every year, and they have an event called the Special Kids Rodeo. And I worked that this year, and I worked, Um, Kind of as an associate, I was a one-on-one, they had me work and go around the different activities with um, different kids and even adults and that was more of just having fun and whatnot. There was really not a whole lot of structure, it was just kind of go with the flow, let them Mm -hmm. do what they want and in this class it was like no we can't just let them do what they want they're going to do what we want them to do because we're the teachers <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know we want to structure things right landon have you had experiences working with kids with
2: disabilities before? no this was my this is my first time working with kids with disabilities um i had a part-time job i work at the boys and girls club over in waterloo and i think some have like some minor learning intellectual disabilities but nothing nearly as severe as we saw with the river Hill students so yeah it was a really positive learning experience just getting some more hands-on skills actually making lessons for students with disabilities, so overall a very positive experience for sure.
1: Was there any point, and then, you know, was there anything that you felt like was uncomfortable for you, like like at any moment, like, and kind of explain it.
0: Okay, so the first, the very first time was when we did the assessment, the TGMD, and um, one of the students that I was working with was unable to to perform any of the skills on her own so then I was like supposed to kind of guide her you know slide with her run with her whatever and I had never really had any training in that so I I wasn't really sure how to go about that Um, but after that first week I mean that feeling kind of went away I was pretty comfortable with them and they were comfortable with me. Absolutely and one of the problems that
1: we had this semester and this is on my really kind of my fault but um, was that I didn't get the proper documentation from the schools so we had very little knowledge and information about the students coming in It was like we had this and we were getting kids and we didn't really even know how many at times um, And so that's something that we're gonna fix but uh, Obviously when you get but I mean the reality is though you're gonna get kids in your classes Who in the middle of the year transferred schools? And you had you don't know anything about them and some of them might bring a lot of things with them and sometimes there is that whole, like, got to figure it out. And then, But once you keep going with it, it does get a lot easier. Yeah. What about you? Any areas that you felt just, like, uncomfortable or, or difficult?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, really no specific area. But I think definitely the first few lessons, I just felt overall kind of awkward working um, with students with disabilities. Just the communication process and aspect of that is very, very different um, from your typical students that you'll see. Um, just having to kind of learn what works best for those students and some will need more visual cues, some need more hands-on, so kind of like what John mentioned, actually physically touching the students and placing a foot up next to a soccer ball, for example, or doing whatever they need to do to be successful. It was definitely a learning curve as far as that goes and kind of getting over that communication barrier, but as we progressed with the students and got to know them better, it definitely became more clear kind of what they needed and the awkwardness kind of melted away after that. and it also helped being in a group of two or three of our peers we could i mean bounce ideas off each other if something wasn't working we could all kind of really quick collab see what we needed to do to change things on the fly and still like have success with our students so yeah, i really helpful i remember at the end of those sessions like the first two or three um i just remember
1: like when we would do like a quick debrief i would just see these faces of like just like overwhelmed and that definitely went away, though it definitely went away as time went on. Um, but I do remember the first. I mean, I thought uh, one or two of you probably were just going to drop out. After <laughs> the first time, especially when you got all these kids running around, and but it definitely, you know, that time and that structure, you your lessons got more structured as well as like just like, you know, they, a lot of them probably never been to a college campus, you know, and like this is you know what what do you do in that one gym we have so big and they're just like you just kind of open it up so at the beginning seemed like it was a problem right so there was more harder parts out there as well as like you had to learn a little bit about how you had to like maybe take additional steps that you wouldn't normally do with uh, typically developing children like such as like you would have to take their you know you might have to move them a little bit more and you might have to get, you know. So there might might have been some, you know. You're not sure. There's something I could have done to maybe benefit you all in that previous that that prior area before you got involved. Did I train you enough before you started working with the kids?
2: Um, I know for me personally, I learned best just by jumping in and doing things. So, I mean, we can talk about, I mean, we can do trainings and like theories and this is what could happen. This is what you do in these situations. But until you kind of actually get into those situations, it's really not the same in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. I think as far as that goes, this was almost as good as it was going to get. We just kind of have to learn with it, learn on the go and just make adjustments as we go and just learn that way as opposed to. yeah yeah, exactly
1: i personally i want like i think i'm going to restructure the class a little bit so i'm going to do a little bit more of like i started this semester like laws starting it out Mm -hmm. but the future i think i'm going to go with like the teaching strategy stuff that i did like kind of later in the semester Mm -hmm. um and i'm going to go like first on that because i would like to you know i but i totally understand what you're saying it's like somebody can talk all day about something and then until you're actually working with the kids right uh, and you're seeing the things that i mean a lot of what this is is individual case-by-case problem solving right Mm -hmm. it's like every and it's hard Mm -hmm. to do that unless you even if i give you all the
0: tools until you've actually worked with them a little bit Mm -hmm. but what do you got john what do you think um i was pretty much going to say the same thing we can you know you can talk about all these different disabilities, um, but just because one student has a disability doesn't mean he's going to act that way or a certain way, you know. Um, so, you really have to get to know your students um, because they do differ. They may have the same disability, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they act the same um, or they learn the same way. So, like Landon said, um, some kids need more visual cues, others need physical cues, uh, modeling. It just you really just have to dive in and work with the kids. All right. So my next
1: thought or question is, so you all had one semester now, right? One class, one semester of working with kids with disabilities. All right. Let's say that your first job, you have a class that comes in. This is very possible, especially in Iowa. And You're going to have a uh, class and it's 15 kids and 15 kids with disabilities. Do you feel like you're prepared?
2: Much more so than I was at the beginning of the semester. I don't think I would still be totally confident in my abilities, but I think that we have enough tools, we have enough knowledge. I mean, we have the experience now that we could have solid lessons and we would be doing some good skills with the kids as I mean, before this semester, I if that would happen to me and I didn't have this experience going in, I would be completely lost and not even know where to begin. but at least now we kind of have like that baseline level of knowledge and skills where I would feel at least. Pretty
0: confident in my abilities. How about you, John? Yeah, um, same. I would definitely reach out to um, to my resources at the school and um, kind of work with them because I know I wouldn't be alone um, in the process. But yeah, definitely a lot more confident now that we've taken the class and we've really taught, like you said, six classes Mm -hmm. um, on our own or with a peer. So. Yeah, definitely a lot more prepared. So let me throw this at you, though. So what I
1: showed you all is you working,
0: you're in a group, uh, like,
1: you had a peer with you, and you had groups of, like, four four kids in front of you, all right? So just kind of just think about that. So then I throw at you 15 kids or 12 <clears> to 15 <throat> kids, maybe one para that you have that's not a trained PE teacher. I mean, like, do you think that would be difficult?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> definitely. Um, You have to work with them a few times and, again, kind of get to know them, see where they're at. Um, And then I think after a few times you'd be a lot more comfortable and you'd have some solid lessons for them. And I think for me personally, I would just have to go into it with a mindset
2: that these first couple lessons, weeks, months, however you want to look at it, they're probably going to be a little bit rough. And you kind of just have to realize that and be a little bit softer on yourself and not aim for those perfect lessons. Just realize that it's gonna it's gonna take a little while before the kids get adjusted to you and you can adjust it to the kids too. So what just do look you at it that way.
1: what do you think you would need to be
2: like? So then, I,
1: and I hear you. I mean, every class is pretty much gonna be that way, no matter what. Is that there's always in this trial and error area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you know, I mean, this could even be for master teachers that have 20, 30 years experience. You're gonna get different groups of kids, and sometimes you're gonna have to try out different things. But then, what could what type of resources do you think you would need to be successful as quickly as possible
2: i would be reaching out to you probably (laughs) weekly for sure just bouncing ideas off you for sure um other than that kind of like what john said just reach out to the resources in the school i mean principal of the iep teams i mean anything and everything almost that you could use to your advantage
0: any thoughts yeah um the parents are are uh Are big on that you know they know they know their kids best Um, but yeah definitely reaching out to you because you have all the experience Um, but again trial and error. Um, I I asked that question because one of the biggest issues
1: or things PE teachers will cite is that they don't feel like they're prepared at all and I don't think that this class was enough to prepare you honestly I think it got your feet wet a little bit that's my my own perspective is it got your feet wet right Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, and it's just so hard. And like I said, it is, it's a, It's a lot of problem-based things. And it's a lot of But having the tools available to you. And I just, you know, it's really hard from my end to try to give you all the tools once in one class. And But, you know, I want to make sure that I'm trying. You know, I try the best I can. But it is, it's a, a difficult thing because it's, you know, it's such a complicated area, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we worked with kids with, oh, we had one kid with a visual impairment. So, but you might have more than that. It might be included in the general PE class, right? So, and, you know, you might have, uh, we didn't really have anybody with muscular dystrophy. We didn't have any, you know, very few chair users. Um, you know, so so it's like, man, there's still so many experiences that you might have in your future profession. And my biggest thing for you all is to walk in right now and look for those resources when you go in there. Mm-hmm. And to feel comfortable um, and not back away and just feel empowered to try to make sure that they're included mm-hmm. uh and in whatever way that means for them but it is it's a it's a difficult thing but um so you've said that you had a little bit of experience working with kids with disabilities right yep. and you have none mm-hmm. and have you had any about like family or anything like that if i can ask or friends mm-hmm. uh
0: Not really. I had, I mean, obviously in my high school, we had some kids with disabilities, you know, I just pass them and say hi, whatever, but nothing really working with them um, until this last year. So
1: let me ask you now, um, and I'll change the focus a little bit on the profession versus you as people. What do you believe this class did for you on your perspective of people with disabilities?
2: I think it just it really opened my eyes to just the need and the power of inclusion This still, including these students in PE classes. I mean, they still, obviously they need physical education, they need activity just as much as their peers. And really just to give that fair and equal experience to them, I mean, regardless of their disability. Um, it just, I mean, just the thought, like to me, of these students being left out of, I mean, activities that their peers get to, um, engage in it's just it's really sad to me and it's uh, I just yeah just really take away just the inclusion part and making sure they get as much as like a normal childhood experience as other students and children are getting I guess.
0: Yeah Um I learned that these students are just as competitive if not more competitive than, um, than their peers. I mean we worked Special Olympics and there was even some there was even some some friendly trash talk going on between between the athletes and me. You know, they're like, "I'm gonna get this in ten seconds," and I'm like, "I, I don't know, I don't know." And they're like, "Watch me," you know. So it was it was really cool to see that. You know, they they want to compete, they want to be in physical education, and they deserve that. You know, they deserve an equal opportunity. Do you think that your perspective on people with disabilities has changed at all from this class? Yeah, absolutely. And and how? Um. So. Like I said, they 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 have they think like the same as us, they want to be successful, um, they want to win, they want to be good, um, and they deserve to learn, like I said, not just not just keeping the students busy or happy, you know, just because they're happy doesn't mean like we're doing our job with them. we need to actually teach them because that's where the education part comes in. We don't just want them to to run around or to kick a ball, we want them to be doing. Proper movements, and I think that that opened my eyes a lot in this class. Just trying to raise the expectations. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely, absolutely, I, I, and that's something I'm obviously passionate about. Mm-hmm. Is like, is you know, I mean, sometimes we want just that voluntary movement from some of our students, but yeah. overall we want them to to learn and be successful, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And do you think that your perspectives? Change and how it might?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say, I mean, going into the semester, again, um, really not working with um, people with disabilities. Um, I kind of always had the idea that they're quite different from maybe like myself. And after working with the students for these five, six weeks, however many it was, it um, really just opened my eyes to really how similar we are. I mean, we like the students still, I mean, they still value friendship and, like John said, competition and being successful in these skills. I mean, just seeing their face light up when they were when they did something right when we were playing basketball and they would make a basket, for example, something like that. I mean, they still value the same things that I value and most people value. So, really, just open my eyes to how similar they are still to your typically developing student. It was really
0: cool to see for me personally. And with that, I, I, uh, kind of the first week when we did the TGMD. Um, the students I um, was working with, one of them was a lot more developed than the other, and I was working with the less developed student, and it was kind of frustrating that first week. I'm like, you know, just kick the ball, come on, you know, kick it. It's not that hard. And then, you know, learning about them, it it is that hard. And then a couple weeks later, she kicked the ball, and not only did her face light up, mine did too, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. So, just even in a few weeks, it really opened my eyes to, you know, I enjoyed them being successful just as much as they did. Yeah. So, I think that was cool. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I find that whole, like, you know, I, I, my brother has a disability. I've been working with people with disabilities for, like, you know, a while, and it doesn't, like, I can't even remember now what it was like not knowing people with disabilities and what my perceptions were. So I do always wonder kind of, like, what you are, you know, what you gained and such and just, like, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, what, where you were and at what type of experience this was. And I don't Maybe know. do, like, a pre
0: and post thing.
1: For I would like class. to. Yeah. I would like to. And to kind of better understand, like, what is it? So here's a question, like, a philosophical question is, like, What does it mean for well, first, who what is a person with a disability like, and has that perception changed from working with them? What does it mean to to have a disability? I mean, those, I mean, there's the definitions, right, Mm -hmm. that we can use of saying that you know, I think there's physical or mental limitations of something like what
2: the DSM says or, or whatever it is. Um, but then, like, what does it
1: really mean to have a disability, and what is
2: that? Uh, for me, I think it's one of those words that, if you really dig into it deep enough, I mean, you could make a case that everyone's disabled in some certain way. I mean, depending how far you want to dig it and unpack it. So, yeah, it is really hard to, I mean, where do you draw the line between who is disabled and who isn't? I mean, and then you have, I mean, the different severities of disabilities so you have. I mean moderate severe and low disabled too so it is kind of a blurred line i think i don't know if i have an answer for how you define disability or how you can kind of categorize it but what is tough. a
1: like what is a person with a disability and, and can they be an athlete i mean that's another question can can a person with a disability be an athlete
2: and what does that mean i th- yeah, i think for sure again i mean i just um I can't remember, I just saw it in the news probably within the last week or two, but a, I, I want to say he's a high school junior, senior. Uh, he's a basketball player, he's um, diagnosed with autism and he just signed a scholarship to play basketball at Kent State, I believe. I don't know, I think he might be the first like athlete with a disability to sign a, a Division One scholarship, something like yeah, that, autism, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I would say for sure, I mean, there's no reason to think that these, I mean, individuals with disabilities can't be athletes as well so
1: but so sometimes when people talk about stuff like that so that's a pretty high end probably higher than Mm -hmm. anything that we can go towards right now in our ability set right of a d1 athlete Mm -hmm. in that area yeah can in the future will you be proactive in any way to try to advocate or or help people with disabilities or, or students with disabilities
0: yeah for sure. Um, like I said, um, in Fort Madison, they have that rodeo event every year. I told them I'd work it every year. Um, depending what school I get for, um, whether it's student teaching or teaching, you know, I'll, I'll look into it and see if they have programs. You know, I'm big into sports, so I would try to maybe start a sports um, program, kind of like you did, um, or if there's already one in there, see what I can do to help. I don't know if I would run the show because I'm not that experienced, but I would be willing to help in any way. Yeah, I definitely agree.
2: I think, um, I mean, just me personally, I'm probably not ambitious enough to start a new organization or club or team, whatever you want to call it. Um, But yeah, just working with these students and doing like the Special Olympics events we did, I saw, I mean, how small of a time commitment it is for us to really go and help for an hour or two and that small time commitment turns into a huge benefit for not only the students but also the people running it too it's a huge help I know um just doing small things like doing our time trials with roller skating that was a huge weight off their shoulders they can focus on other things so um I would say being proactive in ways like that just like kind of the smaller like helping kind of on the fringe areas for sure because like I said it is it's a small thing that makes a big difference, and, yeah, I'm all about that. Well, uh, will you guys explain to me, like, your most...
1: I asked you a while ago, what was something that made you uncomfortable? What is something that maybe made you... Like, what was, What was like, in your mind the most successful thing?
0: Not your kicking one, because you already said oh, that, that, was, that was That was definitely my yeah. one, but let me try to think of another one. Are you looking for just,
2: like like, one... One like success story, or yeah, you know, what what, of, what
1: was a successful lesson for you? Um, and how'd you know you're successful? No success, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think for our first group with the younger, the elementary age students, um, uh, the group I was with, with my two other peers and the students we had, they were, um, much more easily distracted and tempted to run away from us while we were doing our lesson. And so we really kind of had to just sit down and really think about our students and like what was gonna keep them engaged and not want to go explore other areas and see what else was going on. So we kind of found out that our lessons were maybe just too boring, too much waiting, too much standing around. So we just incorporated more movement and variety into our lessons. So instead of having them wait in lines, because, I mean, no one wants to wait in a line, um, especially not them. So we just had multiple stations set up for them. So instead of having, we were doing striking with a paddle one lesson. So instead of having um, one or two stations set up where they'd have to take turns, we'll have four stations set up so they can do it on their own time. They can... Um, pick up different paddles to use. So just giving them the choice to made a huge difference because they kind of got ownership over the activity themselves. So that definitely made a huge difference for us in that aspect.
0: Okay. Um, So with the same student, uh, we were working on throwing. Um, So we did a obstacle course activity where they would walk through the course, pick up these stuffed animals, and throw them towards a hula hoop target. And the first time, um, she picked one up, and then she would just drop it. You know, and I showed her, throw it, throw it, and finally on the last time, she picked it up and threw it. And then on our next activity, uh, which had, I don't think it had anything to do with throwing, but it still had like objects, she was just picking everything up and throwing, everything. So. You know, she she knew that I wanted her to throw that one time, so she was going to throw from now on. So, yeah. Then you get to set up the environment for her to be successful, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yep.
1: What was something from the class that I did or that I structured in there that helped you be
0: successful? Giving us the opportunity to work hands-on with the students. Um, and I'd say, you know, I'm better with hands-on learning, but I think it's just as important to, to sit down and lecture about the different disabilities and causes and teaching strategies. Um, I think that's that and the hands-on makes a good um, like mixture for success for us. And even
2: like when we weren't working with the students, we were still um, going into the gym and doing kind of hands-on learning. So we played a few games for students with disabilities. We played sit volleyball, we did goal ball. Um, We had um, I can't remember what it was that one day when we were doing the the spaying in the chairs and like the fall in the uh, arms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're still doing the, the uh, um, some tests and skills that would benefit us. So yeah, again, just the hands-on out of the... Yeah, we're learning about
1: sensory integration. Yeah, and, and
2: then we're seeing how, we're kind of getting a feel for how the students what the students are seeing and feeling so that was that was huge to put ourselves in their shoes something i need to figure out moving forward is i gave us a lot of time to do lesson planning
1: in my class this semester Mm -hmm. i think probably too much but i did find it to be helpful i like i like the problem solving part of it of like i have this student and then we have a lesson plan and i gave you almost like i gave you like 30 minutes a week or whatever to work on it Mm -hmm. right in class and i get to sit down with you guys and say Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Maybe this Mm -hmm. would work. Maybe this piece of equipment would help. I liked it. However, it's such a big time taker for my class. So I got to think about that one because I really liked it. And to me, that was a big part of us like problem solving Mm -hmm. and such like that. But I got to figure out how to get more time. Time's the the big thing I have with it
2: all. I really liked how our, I think it was just our last lesson, where we, we turned it in initially and then you were able to give us feedback. And then we still had a like a week or so to implement that feedback and kind yeah. of rewrite our lessons. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to maybe try doing that for each lesson. Just have like a turn it into me Sunday night. I'll get it back to you whatever day of the week and you'll still have a little bit of time to absolutely make those adjustments.
1: No, I would say that's like kind of the necessity, um, you know, of like getting them in and like, I mean, and that would help a lot because rather than maybe having us do it like that day before if i had some more time to look over it just like mm-hmm. because of the way that we because it was such a quickly done practicum where i within a month i got them to come here which is crazy on my end um it just yeah no that's something i definitely want to do is, is get more time for that stuff um after, so what else do you think i could have done better?
2: uh i mean just going off that i just for me personally i kind of look at you as i mean like you are the expert so i really value that feedback in your kind of input and um so just giving i don't know i don't know how to word it the just giving like that feedback and i mean being um almost like strict with it like thinking i mean like maybe you should do it this way or like yeah like you said like just giving those of ideas of how stuff could go better because I, I know at least initially for our groups we were writing lessons like we were writing lessons for like we would for just like our level twos or level threes and I think that's a good kind of like place to start but they need to be more obviously adapted than that so yeah it took, it took a few weeks for us to get in the swing of we're still writing lessons but they need to be a little bit more in depth than
0: what I think we had done in the past. Mm-hmm. And you had to really think about safety with these students, um, which you think about safety all the time with your students. But, you know, some of these kids, they could trip and fall and and break a bone possibly. Like, you really have to think about what are the safety um, accommodations for this activity. And I think we have like four or five on each lesson, whereas normally we might have two, two Mm -hmm. or three. Um, But I think it also helped that you walked around during our teaching and kind of gave us feedback, whether, you know, try this or try that, or I really like how you're doing this. It wasn't always, you know, try something else. It was, hey, you're doing a good job with this one. Um, so that was that was nice. One of my hopes, too, so you all you did an IEP for me, too. I'm sure you loved that.
1: <laughs> and um, the goal is, is I have them all. Oh, where did I put them? Uh, they're all right here. And uh, the idea, then, is that I have them all, all the IEPs and that in the future now i get to give them to your the next counterparts right so then they get to know who you're working with a little bit better and i mean obviously i want you to know how to write an iep Mm -hmm. and have some of those skills however like that's a big part of it too and uh, hopefully we'll you know kind of move some of those things forward so that you're you, know, you were saying that you're writing the lesson plan, like, very generically at first, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. helping them out yeah. a little bit. Also, I'll have your lesson plans from last time. and They get mm-hmm. to see them. You guys mm-hmm. all got the sweet blank slate. thing, right. <laughs> But I think it was cool, man. I enjoyed, I enjoyed working with you guys um, a lot. I found the semester to be a lot of fun, and um, I liked being able to – I was really impressed with how you guys – and I mean, you all, uh, as a whole class, stepped up to the plate. Um, I really thought that almost every day, almost every one of you uh, gave it 100% while you're working with the kids. And if I, somebody missed or something, uh, which was rare, it, you guys are so apologetic, um, which is amazing. And why do you... I really do feel that way. Um, and you, I think you both feel that way, too. Why? Do, why do you think... And maybe this is just how all the classes here at UNI are where people are just very very invested but do you think that there was something additional that made you more invested in this class
2: or do you think there's just something that you and I
0: yeah I mean it's a it's a really unique class you don't get this experience in any other class so you really have to take advantage of that Um, and missing class you know costs cost you that experience you know if you miss a Wednesday which is when we work with the kids and you know that's what we work with them five six times so that's 15 to 20 percent of that experience that you missed out on Totally. so I think that was what drove me to be there I think going off that too is you're not only missing it yourself but then
2: your students you're working with they're also losing you as a resource for that day too and I think especially just I mean the PE major as like in general just I think a lot of like the the students that like are enrolled in that are, they've done a good job like realizing like this is what they want to do like they're really passionate about helping kids and being there, and teaching. So, just like I said, yeah, just being there for the kids and everyone's super passionate about that because, they like they need us too as much as like we enjoy working with them. So definitely goes two ways.
0: And I didn't want to let you know, like you said, you gave us a teaching partner and you don't want to let them down either. I know I had to miss a Wednesday for, um, for a funeral, but. You know, I was telling Harvey all week, I won't be there, I won't be there. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, that, that kind of sucks, but I understand. And I'm like, I know if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Luckily, though, that was one of the weeks that something went, you know, off course. And the kids couldn't come, yeah, so you guys played that it, Yeah, day. there's <laughs> a transportation so issue, yeah. So it worked out well. And I did an improv... Uh goalball lesson yeah I remember yeah that was fun so yeah instead of missing out on teaching the kids i missed out on goal ball. well that's, that still stinks but <laughs> um
1: yeah no uh yeah I, I was really really impressed with everybody it gave me a really good experience and uh, i liked i mean i, I liked it all man uh, i really appreciated working with you all so you guys have any any last thoughts about the ap
2: class uh, for me, I just remember leaving every time we worked with the students, just feeling so just good inside. Just I mean, really, that like I accomplished something in that last hour we worked with the students more so than even going out to schools for I mean, level one, level two, level three. Just really feeling
0: satisfied, just like in the work that we've done, and it was a really cool feeling.
2: Really happy for that.
0: Yeah, I think overall it was a great experience. Um, like Landon said, it gave you a feeling that. Not a lot of other classes can give. Like, you can get an A on a test. You feel good. But, like, helping a kid out is, like, the ultimate goal for us as PE teachers. So this class gave us that opportunity. Very cool. But uh, how do you guys, like, uh, reflect in about it? It's, uh, it's,
2: I don't know. It's it's nice to do because you kind of just gets lost in the shuffle almost of mm-hmm. all your other classes the whole semester. Uh,
0: I don't know helps like uh like self-assessment like how how do you think you did Mm -hmm. for sure um self-reflection
1: that's why i like doing the podcast in general
0: honestly is like
2: it's i'm so busy it's it's almost like if i wouldn't sit here and think about it and like reflect on it it would almost get lost and it would be gone forever so it's nice to kind of bring it back up and that's why I'm a big fan of professional development, period. Um, and it's not so much like going to the
1: sessions, although there is good sessions. It's sitting around or at a restaurant with some people that have been in the same shoes. Mm-hmm. And you talk, what you do when you get around people like that have similar yeah. experiences, is you talk about your experiences, you know, you reflect on stuff.
0: Well, I'll be out on the hill tonight if you want to come down. <laughs> <laughs> <You can> sit <laughs> and reflect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reflect, right? Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, gang. Thank you very much for
1: being on the show. No problem. (laughs) Baller. Done.